Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to hit us up at hashtag Undisputed Live. We will soon get into Dylan Brooks poking the bear, poking LeBron again. I can't wait to talk about that. And unfortunately, we will get into just how desperate the Cowboys are at receiver to reach for a guy who hasn't played in the NFL for five years. Pretty desperate. But first up, it is time to talk time, as in primetime, as in Neon Dion, as in Coach Prime, as in Dion Sanders. He was asked the other day about his interest level in coaching in the NFL, and here is what Dion had to say. No, no, not whatsoever. I don't think I'm built for the NFL. I, I, I don't think because I'm too, I appreciate the game so much and I respect the game so much of what the game has consistently done for me for a multitude of years that when I see a guy getting paid millions and millions of dollars and he has no respect for the game or does not want to excel and exceed expectations of the game, I'm going to have a true problem. So I'm the kind of coach that would go out there with 53 and come back at the halftime with about 32 <laughs> <laughs> because I can't do it. Like I'm, I'm too brutally honest and I want to win that much. And I, I need everybody that respects the game. Deion Sanders, best interview in sports, but I had not heard that quite yet. And by the way, he also said yesterday that his son Shadur and Shiloh will return to play for Colorado next season instead of entering the NFL draft. So Keyshawn Johnson, can you see Dion remaining in college coaching for the rest of his career? I mean, I got to take prime at his word, uh, but I also understand he Remember, he said, I don't believe I'm cut out for the NFL. Prime didn't say I'm never going to the NFL. No. There's a, there's a, big, there's a big difference I'll here. buy that. Uh, I think for now, he's going to stay in college football. His two kids are in college football. So this year, this season, when it's over with and they get the call in, he's not going anywhere. He's going to stay in Colorado because those opportunities will come up down the line as he continues to uh, – get better at coaching at the Power 5 level, win more games next year, and they go on and, and, and become a real force to be reckoned with within the Big 12 Conference, those doors will be wide open. And, and look, Skip, Sharon, we hear this all the time from coaches. I have no reason not to believe Dion. There's other coaches that say they're not going to the National Football League. I'll never believe them a day right. for one day. But in this case, I believe Dion. 
Okay, but also know when you are competitive and you are Deion Sanders, Richard Sherman, Skip Bayless, you've done so much at certain level, you want to try something different, that challenge. Right. And so will that challenge and that thirst still be there five years from now, four years from now, to be in college and winning or do you say to yourself, it's an opportunity now to, 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 to do something I've never done? Yeah, I'm a Hall of Fame football player. Could have been one of the best all-time ever in baseball, period, bar none. I've done those things. Fastest in track, I've done that. But I've never coached the NFL level. I'm here to change lives, as Dion would say. He could change lives on the NFL level as well as in college because there are guys that can play that he can give the opportunity to to be able to make the money, be on the roster, okay, and do those sort of things. So I, I, I understand what he's saying, but when that phone start ringing, Skip, and, them, and that pressure comes from them owners and them presidents of them teams begging, please come change my franchise. I need you to help me out. And money's not an issue. We all know that. He ain't asking for money. But when they tell you you're going to be the highest paid guy, you're going to have full right. control, yep. all of those things, your mind starts, we're, we're, it's human mm -hmm. nature. Your mind starts to wonder. Pete Carroll did it. Oh, I don't want to go back to the pros. Soon as he got in trouble at USC, bam, back to Seattle. <laughs> then you, 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 you think about that. Jim Harbaugh, hey, well, I'm going to stay in Michigan. Well, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm getting ready to try to get back to the pros. Urban Meyer, well, I don't ever want to do it. I don't ever want to do it. I'm going to stay on TV. Then all of a sudden he goes to Jacksonville because when they start <laughs> pressing you, it's a little bit different. But for now, he's going to stay in college. Hmm. Stay in college. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think the power dynamic is just too different in the National Football League um, than it is in college. I think there's a certain approach that Prime has, a certain way he coaches, certain like, and, and it's good. You know, he's very honest with his kids. He's very forthright. forthright. He's very straightforward. Uh, hey, this is what I need from you. This is what I require from you. If you do not get it done, I will find somebody else that'll get it done. And that's cool. That's all good. That's all. That's great. These kids need that kind of discipline. They need that kind of stern hand. But in the National Football League, when you got guys on the roster that are making more than the head coach, the dynamic is totally different. It's more of a peer-peer relationship than it is player-coach. There are, there, there are dudes in the league that don't call coaches coach at all. They call them by their first name. You'd be like, hey, Dion, what we, what we got going today? Kyle Shanahan, be like, Kyle, hey, what you think we should do? Hey, Pete, Pete, hey, you might need to calm that down. Hey, you might need to settle that down. That's not how we, we doing this right now. Because at the end of the day, you got quarterbacks in this league. You got DNs in this league. You got receivers in this league making almost double what coaches are making. And then you're going to have a hard time looking that man in the eye and talking to him with that stern of a voice as you can have sometimes when you get frustrated and you say, hey, this guy isn't living up to the standard I have for him or the things that I'm looking for, and say, hey, you don't get this together, you need to sit down. And that dude will say, hey, you'll be gone before I will. And that kind of that kind of dynamic ain't something you you used to. In the league, it's a different kind of kind of conversation. So I think I, I'm, I'm with Ron. You know, I, I wouldn't want to coach the league sometimes. Some of these players and, and the way they approach the game – they got a lot of talent, but they ain't got the same love, the passion, the work ethic, and they might make a lot of money. Um, so you're not always going to get the result that you're looking for. Like these kids he's coaching right now, he's trying to coach them. He's trying to teach these young men. He's trying to guide them to where they're going. Going In the league, these are grown men. 
These are grown men, and they are they are on the path they're gonna be on. They they stuck in their ways, and a lot of times it's harder to to get them out of their ways. It's harder to carve a lane for them and teach them and guide them than it is in college football. You know, Skip, he's just different. Though. He it's just I, I know what Richard is saying. Yeah. It's just he's one of those I, guys, I you know, that when you walk into the room, everybody just I, they, I've they said this listen from the to start. It. I was around him when he played. I've gotten to know him. He's as rare as it gets. He is one of one. He is a difference maker. I have not heard this from him before. And to Richard's points, it did resonate to me when he explained why he might go to the locker room coaching pro football with 53 and come back with whatever he said, 32. to 32, which is it's a great line, but it's a true line because Absolutely. that may be exactly how he would feel to all of Richard's points. I'll be honest. I'm not objective here. I've told both of you and we've kicked this around. My ultimate dream would be for Deion Sanders to coach my Dallas Cowboys because it feels like he was born to coach my Dallas Cowboys. Would Jerry right. cede complete control to Deion? I it's hard to imagine, but maybe if he were desperate enough, if, if this had, if they flamed out this year, Keyshawn thinks there's a chance. They may still flame out. Richard thinks there's a chance. Could, could it happen? Sure, it could happen. But could I see Deion Sanders winning multiple national championships at Colorado? At Colorado, not at Alabama or Georgia or somewhere. I'm talking about at Colorado. Again, we took our show there recently. It's a beautiful place. I've been there numerous times before, but Dion always talks about that mountainscape behind you. It's it's breathtaking. It's it's a beautiful. It's a great place to live, to work, to play, and you can recruit California. But when you're Dion Sanders, you can recruit Texas and Florida just as easily. Mm -hmm. So he keeps saying, "You better get me now." And you, you, you better, because next year they're going to be really good if, in fact, Shadur and Shiloh are back. Especially Shadur, obviously, because I still think he could be the first pick in the draft this year it, 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 between him and Caleb. But the point is that he can talk at Colorado about kids. You, you can't go to the NFL and talk about the kids you're coaching because – they're not kids. Maybe they're sort of kids in maturity, but you can't use that term anymore. And all he does is talk about kids, making kids better men, helping them grow up and become better citizens, better members of planet Earth. He's always talking about, I got to make the kids better on and off the field. Well, in pro football, as you guys know, that's not exactly the object. It's just strictly to win games win and Walter. Super Bowl. It's a business. Yeah, it is strictly a business. Right. So to me, I, I'm, I'm with Keyshawn on this part because I'm, I'm split and torn about it. Yeah, at some point, he is so great. He, he is, <clears throat> you, you cannot bet against this man, whatever the endeavor is. And at some point, let's say he does win a couple of national championships. What if it's six, eight years from now? Well, sure, at some point, he's going to say, there's one more frontier I have not conquered, and I got to go try it, even if maybe it won't be. Maybe it won't make me happy to go do that, but I got to go see if I can do it if because obviously it. he conquered that frontier the way nobody has as a player. So I, I'm intrigued by it, but I do think the near future of him, maybe the next four, five, six years, I, I think he's look, at Colorado. He's not. Look, here, here's the deal in terms of college football in, in the NFL. 
There's no difference. I don't know. I forgot what he's making, whatever, five, five and a half million dollars. They're moving into the Big 12 Conference. That number's going to go up. Okay, they're going to redo Prime's deal. They will. Very soon. Agreed. So that number goes up. In, in terms of the mountains behind him and all of those sort of things, where else is he going? Like, there's nowhere else to go. You're, you are in the landscape of college football now. Now that you've moved to the Big 12 Conference, they're realigning the way the playoff thing is going to go. So you're in the mix pretty much every single year you to start the year. Regardless, those numbers, are that financial number is going to go up. So yep. you're going to make the same type of money that they would make in the National Football League. It's just a, if it's a desire to ever want to coach right. in the NFL and deal with what Richard is saying, guys come in late, guys out all night, just grown men stuff opposed to a kid that just left the prom six months ago. Mm -hmm. that, that's what you got to gauge. Do I want to deal with a guy with a full beard, a car seat in the SUV with two kids, or do I want to deal with right. a guy chasing him and telling him you got to go to class or you're not going to play? Which one do I want to deal with? That's, that's what it comes right. down to. Yeah. But, but the kids are more moldable. That's all, all I'm saying. Is, they are. Of in, course. In NFL, of course. When I, my first year in the NFL, yeah. it blew me away because I thought everybody wanted to win a Super Bowl. I thought everybody in the National Football League wanted to win a Super Bowl. Everybody was headed in the same direction. Everybody was playing for to win. We get late in the season, my rookie year, and I'm not going to put no names out there, but a guy said, why would I want to go to the playoffs? I take a pay cut in the playoffs. And I said, what are we, what are we playing for? Like, if we're not playing for it, but I'm a rookie. I can't tell this dude. This dude is a 10-year vet. What was his name, But he's Richard? saying, I'm not saying no names. Hey, Keyshawn, I got nothing for you. But when I heard that man say that, it blew me away because I'm like, bro, I'm here to win. That's all I'm here to do. I, 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 I don't care if you take a pay cut or not, you know. But it, it, that's what you've got to de deal with, with sometimes in the NFL that's different than college. All these kids in college, hey, now you're not getting paid your own scholarship. Well, some of them getting paid now. It's a little different, but yep. they want to win. They're there to listen to my coach so we can do everything we can to get towards a national championship, a Pac-12 championship. We're all on board. And in the NFL, you might not have that. There are guys that play for the money. There are mercenaries out there. I do this for the money. I could give care less of whether we win, we, we don't win, we go to the playoffs, we don't go to the playoffs. And so that's the kind of stuff that would burn Prime up and, yeah. and have him leaving the locker room with 32. Yeah, yeah, no question. I, I had way more fun in college football than I did in the pros. Sure. I had way less stress. Yeah, I got it. All right, let's talk about the job that Dion has done coaching the Colorado <coughs> Buffaloes this year. Allow me first to make a point to the naysayers out there. Yes, they have lost three straight. Yes, they have lost five out of six <coughs> to fall to four and five for the season. And yes, this is for my wife, Ernestine. She walks by every Saturday when I'm watching Dion's game and she stops and looks at the score and says, I thought they were supposed to be great. <laughs> no, that's the point. They weren't supposed to be great. They turned it completely upside down from a team that was 1-11. The shock of the year, the miracles happened early when they went to TCU and beat TCU, even though TCU is now 4-5. and five. The shock to me was they beat Nebraska at home, even though Nebraska is 5-4 and four and really doesn't have any signature wins this year. They did come back with a miraculous comeback to beat Colorado State 
43 to 35. As you recall, Colorado State is three and six. And they did win at Arizona State. I thought that was a very good win, even though Arizona State is two and seven. So combined records of the four teams they have beaten, 14 and 22. But the point was they weren't supposed to win a game this year. The, the point is they only had one embarrassment the whole year, and it was obviously that 42 to what was six, 42 to six at Oregon. In these other uh, Pac-12 games against your Trojans, I, I thought they hung in and they were they pretty good. They were respectable. They were pretty good. They had Stanford down 29. Richard Stanford, they had them down 29 and nothing, and they blew it and lost in double overtime. But they put up some hellacious numbers in the first half. They hung in there with UCLA. It was 28 to 16. Oregon State, they hung in there and lost by seven. Th these are miraculous performances to me for, yeah. for a team that, that has all kinds of holes in it. You better get them now because if I look at them, okay, th this does not speak well. I'm going to be completely objective. It doesn't speak well to the coaching that they are second in the nation right now and penalties committed. Their inability to run the ball is simply the worst in the nation right now. That's not coaching. That's just talent. And they have allowed – they're tied now for the most sacks allowed in the country with the old dominion of all teams because they don't have an offensive line. So they can't run block and they can't pass block because they don't have any linemen. Well, look, four and five is, is again, you know, it's, uh, it's a tribute to Dion that they are four and five. You know, I, I just heard you, right? You, you talked about the naysayers and you talked about the schedule and all the different things. For me, for the naysayers, it's not even about the W's and the losses. You got to remember, he came in with 86 new faces. Just, put them together collectively. Yeah. Hey, let's put this together in year one. A year ago, they were 1-11 at the end of the season. <laughs> They've already won three more games than a year ago. But what's so mind-boggling to me is when the naysayers got something to say, you got to look at the big picture of everything. Forget the on-field performance. Forget about that. Because... They're no different in my eyes than the USC Trojans. They ain't playing the national championship. They ain't got a shot to play in it, and neither does Colorado. So to me, that's the same thing, okay? And on top of that, when have you seen a 4-5 and five team sell out? They sold out last week right. against Oregon State. Every home game this year has been sold out yeah. completely. Oh, I thought you meant on the field, like selling out. No, in, I'm talking about in the stadium. Four and five, and you're out. selling the stadium Great out. Great point. Not only are you selling the stadium out, you are bringing national eyeballs to the university. And as you continue to build and get better, the emissions raise. They're going to raise up. People are filling out applications <laughs> for their kids to go to Colorado to go to school there because it's the cool place to go. All of that is right. important. And I think the naysayers forget about some of those things. And they think because it's Dion, and they started off smoking hot and he was on our show and they were talking, oh, they, so now they come back and bite us and say, well, I thought they were supposed to be good. You know, your wife, well, I thought they were supposed to be good. What yeah, happened? She, she just, it's like, she, well, she, she doesn't no, know. they yeah, were never right. going to be good yeah. like that. No. They were just now making a dent in their presence felt in college football, Sharon. Yep. That's all it is. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, and it was a cool story, and it still is a cool it's story. A cool it was story. cool to see it develop as early and as quickly as it did. It's cool to see Shador get to the next level and play at the same level he was playing at at Jackson State and get the respect that he deserves. But Dion said it before the season how many players he was away from having a true team. He knew the problems he had up front, he, offensively and defensively. He said it. And if you look at the recruits they're bringing in, I mean, they have never brought in. I mean, they haven't brought this caliber of recruits in in probably two decades. Yep, um, and consistently on the sidelines, week in and week out, the celebrities that are there week in and week out, it's going to change next year. Their recruiting class, I would guess, is going to be top 10. Man, Richard, um, their transfer. They just got the top quarterback in the class of 2025 they to commit to them. Mm -hmm. You know how many other schools are mad right now yep. that he is headed to Colorado and Dion? Good point. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's going to be now that he's come, their other dominoes are going to fall. And it's going to be great receivers coming. It's going to be offensive linemen that come and transfer Porter. I think it's going to be more transfer Porter for the offensive and defensive line. But the amount of talent and five-star, four-star recruits that Dion is going to be able to walk into their living room, look their parents in the eye, and, and get those guys to say, hey, Colorado is the place for me, is, is incredible. And so, I mean, this story has been cool all year. They're four and five. Hopefully they get two more wins so they can get bowl eligible. Um, but either way, it's been a successful season for Prime in, in okay. Colorado. I, I second that emotion, but I also, in all objectivity, they're playing Arizona at home. Do they have a shot to win that game? Sure, they have yeah, a absolutely. shot, but they are 10.5-point underdogs at home, I understand. just for the record. Then they have to go to Washington State. It's going to be tough. You, did you? I don't think yeah, you played there, right? Yeah, I would have there? Yeah, okay. yeah, right. It wasn't tough. <laughs> it wasn't tough at that point, but it, it can be a hard place to play. No, it's a, very, it's a very hard place to play. Yeah, okay. We just had a good team. You had a good team. All right. Finally, they end at Utah, and Utah's pretty mm -hmm. good. And it's going to be hard to win the last three games. So let's do the worst-case scenario. They finish 4-8. and eight. Well, I'll be the first to say up here at this desk, we were all talking about, what, eight and four at yeah, some point. We yeah. were, maybe we got a little carried away. But, but no, but self-inflicting wounds, yeah. like you mentioned, penalties. Yeah. What was the score against Stanford? 29 nothing. They walked in at halftime at 29 nothing against Stanford. We, we all thought that Stanford would have been studying at halftime on their next class or something. They came out. And, and took, I did that for you, though, Richard. I just I did that for you. But but when you look at it, though, Skip, only game in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. that they did not have a chance was Oregon. This is the only game. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Other than other yeah. than that, they been uh, I mean, in they, everything. You know the UCLA game. They never were they ever really in it, but they hung in there. They hung in. Yeah. Okay. But I'm talking about when you looked at it from the outset. Yes. The Oregon game was like, oh it God, was, I gotta still watch it, even uh, though that is you know fact. I want to turn it off. Yes, because we were heading there the next <laughs> the next weekend. So, okay. Way to go, Coach Prime. Coach those Cowboys someday, someday out there somewhere. Up next, Dylan Brooks goes after LeBron James again. Here we go. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. 
Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. LeBron pretty much shut Dylan Brooks up during the Lakers-Memphis playoff series last April and definitely hastened Brooks' departure from the Grizzlies. Now Brooks is a rocket and ahead of tonight's Lakers visit to Houston, Brooks was at it again. Here's what he had to say. Ready to lock him up. Um, been shooting the ball well, he's been playing well, so I'm just there to uh, make him tired, uh, make him get into that you know fourth quarter early. Okay, Richard, should get into the Brooks? Uh, I'm sorry, you you ready? Hang on one second. Should should Brooks have learned his lesson and avoided provoking LeBron or poking the bear again? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Some people never learn their lesson, Skip. Some people never learn their lesson, and it seems like he's a glutton for punishment at this point. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't affect LeBron James either way because, you know, it's a pebble to a mountain at this point in time in their careers, their respective careers. Not that Dylan Brooks isn't a good player in the NBA. You know, he's been solid. He shoots the ball well from three, plays pretty good defense. Um, But he got taught a lesson, and in that series, his teammates were pretty much all but saying shut up and leave him alone like because we all have to deal with it you know every time he talked LeBron answered and they lost the next game or the next two games in a series and so I think it's you would have thought he learned his lesson because after that Memphis got rid of him and he was a pretty good player for that organization I think he was a good fit Uh, I thought thought he fit fit in with their culture and what they wanted to do but in a playoff series where they needed him to play better he did not and he kept and antagonizing LeBron James in a way that kept allowing him to go off and allowing other players to go off and motivating that team and giving them locker room and billboard material for them to continue to be frustrated and go off on Dylan Brooks. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a trash talker, so I, I got no problem with people trash talking, but certain players, like, you got to get the point. Okay, real quick before you go, Keyshawn. Richard, what's the difference in your trash talk and Dylan Brooks' trash talk? Because I got you trash talk people that are on a, a level with you, yeah. Skip. Like this yeah. man ain't on the same level with you. Like that man is is up here off the screen, and you and you down here. And so if the talent level was the same, and and you're talking if Kevin Durant was trash talking LeBron James, and you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, well Kevin Durant could drop forty at any time, any place. You know, if if you're talking Steph Curry talking crap to LeBron, you're like, okay, Steph Curry can go off at any time. But you're Dylan Brooks. You're not. You're not Steph. You're not. LeBron, if, if Giannis are, are you know, I, a lot of people in this league can, can say something to LeBron James at this point in time. Luka could say something. Um, John Morant, if he wanted to say something, then those guys have the talent, the ability to go out there and put their money where their mouth is. I don't think Dylan Brooks has shown he can. I think that it, when, you, when you talk like you just said, Richard, about being on the same level, usually when you're on the same level with somebody – the respect is there to another degree. So you're not going to see Luka talking wild to LeBron. And you're not going to see Kevin Durant talking wild to LeBron because they're, they're at the same level for the most part, right? They, they just – the respect level is different. When you are Dylan Brooks, you, don't, you have a lack of respect for somebody like LeBron James, and you've displayed that multiple times, even to the point last year – and correct my mind if I'm, if I'm, if I'm missing something here, Skip – 
I remember Dylan Brooks elbowing LeBron in the you-know-whats mm -hmm. at some point, and I he think did. he got ejected out of that game. Mm -hmm. So when you start looking at those sort of things, you got to say to yourself, wait a minute, man. You continue to antagonize this man. All this man does <laughs> is goes out there. He's a sixth seed. He erases you as the two seed. He continues to go to the Western Conference Final with his team while you now don't know your future and where you may land. And when he knows his future, and his is in Los Angeles. Mm. So LeBron is a bigger individual in this case in terms of the way LeBron played in the postseason last year. He averaged 20, 11, and 5, I think it was, which was slightly down from his regular season average, but that's okay. They went ahead and, and won those games that they were supposed to win, knocking out the Grizzlies in six. I'm LeBron James. I'm like Richard. I'm going to say something back, though. Even though you smaller than me and you are a pebble, I might just say you better be lucky I'm still in the NBA plan because I would buy the Rockets and cut your ass. That's, that's, just, that's, just, that's just how I come. I'm just saying. So you got to be careful when you're messing with a dude like this because he got what you like, Skip, if you notice. In this last month or so, <laughs> LeBron has been a little chirpy toward people. He's been a little chirpy. He's been chirpier now than he has in the past. For whatever reason, he is clapping back more to me mm -hmm. in this part of the season early than I've ever seen LeBron uh, uh, clapping back at people. So he's a lot like MJ in a way, Skip, very petty. So you better be careful what you're saying to him and when you're saying it. He's chirpy and he's clapping back because they're clapping at him. It's dog eat dog out there, and they're starting to make little snide remarks but he under never their breath would bother. about. That okay. was never something that bothered him in the past. Okay, but remember, Dylan Brooks did bother him because remember this happened after Game Two last year that Dylan Brooks flat out called him publicly old. Remember yeah. that he said oh, yeah. he's old. Yeah, let him come give me forty, and then we'll have we can talk about it, right? Okay, so game. Th th there you go. Okay, so game three was back here in L.A. The first two were there, and it was one-to-one, -one, and they had just won, had the Grizzlies in Memphis by 10, which prompted Dylan Brooks to say what he said. Before game three out here in L.A., just before tip-off, LeBron went all the way from his sideline huddle to their sideline huddle and tapped him on the shoulder, and I don't know exactly what he told him, but he told him <laughs> something right in his ear about you, you mm -hmm. want old me, you got old me. I, I'll clean it up, but, but you know and I know what he said probably to him. And from that point on, he destroyed Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks was basically destroyed by all the attention heaped on his poor shoulders at that point because he wound up in those last three uh, yeah, be games, well, three, four, five, and six, he shot six of 27 from three. Six, that's 22%. And it did him in as a Memphis Grizzly. All right. So to me, Dylan Brooks, he shows you his insecurity because he doesn't think he's good enough in and of himself to make it in the NBA. He thinks he has to be an instigator, an antagonizer. He has to try to get under your skin the way Pat Bev gets under people's skin because Pat Bev came from nowhere. Nobody wanted Pat Bev. And he bounced around in Europe and he played over in Asia and finally he made it in the NBA, but he felt like he needed to antagonize. I, I think Dylan Brooks is good enough in and of himself to Richard's point to start this off. 
he, he, even now for Houston, he's putting up career-high numbers. He's playing 34 minutes a night and, and averaging career highs. He's shooting 57% from three as we speak. So my point is, I don't know why he thinks he needs to try to get under people's skin through the media. He doesn't do any social media, but he will use the media to try to antagonize before games. So I, I, when, when you antagonize that man, th this is one thing about LeBron. If you studied his career, I love angry LeBron. I love it when somebody does get under his skin in, in a good way, because if you go, I, I'm like a student of his career, but if you remember, there was a heckler one night in Atlanta that got to him and he goes for 40. There was a heckler in Toronto in the front row that got to him and he went for probably 40 ish. And there, there have been all. Remember, in the the pan, during the pandemic, the the arena was empty, but there was a heckler who was a <laughs> member of the Cleveland front office trying to antagonize him going to the fourth quarter, and he heard the remarks because the the arena was empty, and he went off on his ex team in the fourth quarter. Well, you, you better be careful because I would expect LeBron tonight. I don't know if he can give you 40 at this stage and age, but he could give you 35. See the the the, the right. thing with people you know? like. Dylan, is you get the attention by going at LeBron. Just so happens, what if LeBron has a bad night? What if he just shoots the ball back? You get that right. credit. That's that's what happens to guys is they they know they're out man with LeBron James or anybody that is great. And so you chirp, you chirp, chirp, chirp. You win regardless because if he right. if he scores forty on you, you would never go stop him anyway. And if he doesn't score 40 on you, you could always say, man, I slowed him church. down. Just think, and you, both of y'all will remember this. Remember the Kobe stopper? What happened to that? Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> remember my that? God. Ruben Patterson. Bell. No, Ruben Patterson from was, Portland. Yeah, it was a couple of them, but he deemed himself as the Kobe stopper. I was like, huh? No. And then Kobe goes off, on, and then they, the rest is erased. I mean, Raja Bell was pretty good. I mean, he, Yeah, Raja he, Bell Raja was pretty Bell. good, yeah, yeah. but Patterson was <laughs> I'm the Kobe stopper. He's right. not going to – it's like, oh, come on, man. Kobe go out there and give you 40 with no problem at all. 40. And, and we haven't heard from see, you since. See, but that, that's the thing about people don't understand about the NBA and, and the regular season of the NBA. It's such a – 82 games is a long time. 82 of anything is a lot of anything. So a lot of times these superstars getting cruise control at times. You know, they're playing well. They're playing solid. But, you know, they're they're just getting in their routine, going through their emotions, bang, hitting their shots, like trying to work on things throughout the season. You know, they're not sitting there full blast, full tilt every game. But then you wake them up. You wake them up out of cruise control. You know, they take the car out of cruise control, and then they go full speed, max speed, and you see them give somebody 45, 50. Because they can do that. They, they're superstars, you know. I'm sure if you talk to Joel Embiid and he was sitting there cruising, he might have 28 and 16. It's cool. But if somebody pisses him off, he's going to have 50 and 25. And you're yeah. like, wow, where did that come from? It's because you woke him up. You woke him up out of cruise control, and now he's about to go off. And that's what happens to LeBron James at times. And that's what, what Dylan Brooks is, is really flirting with right now. You're flirting with waking him up at a time where he's probably right, ready to get in cruise control and cruise through this part of the season, and he's going to probably try to give you at least 35. Ooh, I'd love mm. to play against Richard Sherman. Mm. Oh, Would Skip. I would love to Oh, he'd have woke me up. It, there would have been some words spoken. There <laughs> <laughs> would have been a few conversations between you and I. I'd love to play against okay, Richard. But, but Richard, the, the point of your trash talk is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember you trash-talking somebody through the media before a game. You'd engage during the game, 
and you'd play with extreme emotion, but you, you didn't use it as psychological warfare. I, I don't know, maybe with Crabtree before <laughs> games, or I, I don't. No, no, no. That was that was a, it was off the field. It was a whole different ordeal. But you're right, Skip. Yeah. You know, I, because I thought it'd be on the field, it'd be in the moment, it'd be yeah. after the game as well. Because I felt like that's when the points could be made. That's when I could really well, no, well, get a feel because it's the kind of feel thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. So the, here's the difference in what Dylan Brooks is doing. He, again, he, he, he always says, I don't like the media. I wish I didn't have to talk to the media. But he keeps using the media to send messages to whoever, to LeBron James. And the point is, there are two kinds of trash talk to me. You guys, if you'd played against each other, you'd be going back and forth. But I can't hear that. The world can't hear what you're saying unless maybe a boom mic catches it. But my point to you is Dylan Brooks is trying to embarrass LeBron publicly because once you tell the media he's old, you know, wake me up when he comes and gets 40 against me. Well, now you've shamed LeBron publicly. It's yeah, because if LeBron, that's what I yeah, said, Skip, yeah. so if LeBron has a bad game, yeah. you've brought light to your ability to slow down LeBron, even though that's really not what happened. You want people to think, well, okay. I locked him up, even okay. though that's not what happened. So, yeah, you are right. He's okay. bringing the attention through the media hey, but, but there about are two, LeBron. two ways to do this. The other way to do is if, if you're nose-to-nose with LeBron as the game starts, or maybe there's a loose ball foul or something, and, and all of a sudden you can lean over and whisper to him, you're old. I got you. Yeah, but that's not the same effect. It's not the same effect. It's not the same effect for yeah. what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Remember, again, I'm trying to accomplish eyeballs on me to lift my game up and have people think that I am some sort of kryptonite to this individual that I am talking about yes. in the public. Right. Doing it publicly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, right. L- l- listen, the, the greatest trash talker to me in the history of the NBA was Larry Bird. But yeah. nobody really knew about it unless you ask players about it. I know I was in Dallas at that point. Remember Mark Aguirre? Uh-huh. And he used to just go oh, off yeah. to me about he couldn't deal with Larry Bird because Larry Bird would just lean over and whisper in his ear, I'm going to do this to you, I'm going to do that to you. Or he would just flat out tell him, watch what I'm about to do. I'm, I'm going to use this move on you right now. And here we go. And he would pull off exact. he would do what he said he was going to do. But I didn't know right. that. Keyshawn didn't know that watching TV. It was just man to man. Yeah. My lips but, to but your in ear. Order, in order to do that, Skip Key, you got to really be like that, you know. You and, what go, he's oh, doing you know, is, is, is 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 Keyshawn, like Keyshawn saying, he's trying to get lucky. He's trying to say, yeah, you know, I'm about to stop LeBron yeah. and shut him down. Yeah. And if LeBron yeah. have an off day, see, I told y'all. And if LeBron goes off, he gonna shut up and be like, yeah, y'all know that's LeBron. Like it is what it is. <laughs> but when you really like that, you don't gotta really put it out there early. You you in their ear, in their face, hey. I'm really like that. You and I both know I'm really like that. You not like that. So I don't need everybody else to hear it right now. I'm going to tell them after the game. I'm going to tell you to your face. I'm going to make sure your family hear it. You ain't like that. Yeah, see, that's what I would have did to you, though. Richard leaned over and said, Faye, come and stop it. You would have had the roughest day of your life. You would have had the roughest day of your life, Keith. Richard, he's a little bigger than even you were. You were a big quarterback. Look, I don't, he, he don't yeah. call the plays. He don't call the plays. If I know the play and you don't know the play, Keith, yeah. I'm running the route for you, babe. Ooh. 
Oh, I, I could have seen that. Yeah, man, man, Richard better go off. I'll put him in the water buckets. All right, final thought yeah, here yeah, is... I'm going to be there in a okay, blowout. So the Rockets have very quietly won three in a row. What happens tonight, Keyshawn? What does LeBron do to these Rockets? I, I, I think he does what he's been doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that when you look at it, he knows that this challenge is there and it's out there publicly. He's not going to run from it. He's going to probably get his 27, you know, probably get his 9 and 6. And in the end, mentioned fourth quarter. Remember, he mentioned fourth he quarter. Did. I'm going to tire him out. So He's going to tire him out so we so see that bad fourth quarter. No, no, so he has to come earlier. Yeah, so, he, okay, come, and and so you're yeah. going to see him in the fourth. All right, all right. Richard, what yeah, do you think will happen? Uh, I, I think the Lakers win. win. Yeah, um, win. yeah. Yeah, I think the Lakers win. I, I don't know what Anthony Davis is going to do this game, you know, if he still he hobbled from the hip. He, he um, said he's going to so go. So I expect. We'll see. Yeah. I, right, I, right. But I don't know how effective he's going to be. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. Who, whoever knows that. I'm going to go LeBron 35, 12, and 10, his first triple-double of the season. Because he will be inspired by Dylan Brooks. Anthony All right. Davis. Up next, we got to talk some Cowboys because the really? question of the day is – Exactly how desperate are the Cowboys when they're going to sign Martavis Bryant? They should have signed me, man. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Let's talk to Martavis because reportedly the Cowboys have signed to their practice squad, Martavis Bryant. 31-year-old receiver, hasn't played in the NFL for five years. So, Richard Sherman, what does this tell you about what Jerry and Stephen Jones think of the current Cowboy receiving core? They don't think it's good enough. Um, we've talked about C.D. Lamb, and he's done everything to disprove my notion that he's a fringy one. He's been so playing far, like an so elite good. wide receiver. Yep. For the last three games, um, he's had 466 yards. But outside of him, outside he's had more yards in these last three games 
than the other two receivers have had the entire season. And that's your concern. Yep. And I told you, Skip, when the season started, I told you and Irv, y'all did not have a second wide receiver. Y'all said did. Brandon Cooks. Y'all said Gallup. Y'all said all this. I said, that's going to be your weakness throughout this season. Yep. If you do not get this corrected, then it's going to be an issue. Yeah. So, I, I, by the I, way, you, Keyshawn, were correct about signing Martavis. Well, I figured yeah. once Stephen Jones said he's big, he's fast, he's strong, that told me everything I needed to know, yeah. that they were going to sign him. And, I, and as I was looking at the video yesterday mm -hmm. uh, when we were in commercial break, the thing I said to you, Skip, I said he could play. I said he, if he's in condition, I can look at him right now and yeah. tell you mm -hmm. they're going to like that, what mm -hmm. they see, because his hand-eye coordination, snap of the ball, I mean, just the, some of the athletic things. He's running I, I down the field, it. in and out of break. That's easy. So you asked why. What's the biggest, it, 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 the biggest issue that your Dallas Cowboys have on offense, Skip, in what part of the field? The red zone. Red zone. That's the biggest issue. When I say red zone, I'm talking fringe area yep. into the end zone. Mm -hmm. When you look at the list of receivers, the top four guys that actually get playing time, yep. plus the tight end, Cooks is 5'9", Gallup is 6'1", CeeDee Lamb is 6'2", but not a long 6'2". No, he's not. I mean, he's, a, he's built kind of... He is. Yeah, he doesn't look 6'2". No. He looks a little smaller than 6'2". Right. Mm -hmm. And then you got Turpin at 5'9". Mm -hmm. So you go out and you sign a guy who potentially, at 6'4 and a half, 210 to 15 pounds, yep. potentially could solve those problems for you if he's got any gas left in the tank. Yeah. Because when you look in the National Football League, People aren't going 80 yards every damn play. Mm -hmm. For some reason, yep. people think that receivers are going 80 and 90. Jamar yeah. Chase and them ain't going 80 and 90. Mm. They getting their yards, I mean their touchdowns, so to speak, within the fringe and into the red zone. Yep. Even in my own career, even in my own career, the longest touchdown I had was 76 yards against the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. A bomb, touchdown. Well, you remember every detail, don't you? Well, I, I do. It's my <laughs> career. Why wouldn't I, Skip? In terms of the, the, the average length yep. of my touchdowns was about 18 yards. That was it. Because when we got into the fringe red zone area, six foot four showed up. Big, 200 plus pounds. You can run slants. You can run fades. You can run in cuts on the back line. And then if you have some wiggle like me, you can run return routes. Mm -hmm. You can run shallow crosses. Yep. You can do a lot of things and become quarterback friendly. And this is what Martavius Bryant gives you. He gives you quarterback friendly frame. Anything within the catch radius, as you know, Richard, is dangerous. And he's a big right. body. I mean, he's bigger than what he, I mean, he's. He doesn't look as He's big as he one. plays. Yeah. He's a big, long no dude. So okay, I hope he has something left. I yeah. really do. He is more slender than you were. He doesn't play with your authority, with, with your stature. He does. I, I didn't see that. No. At I, but see, in Pittsburgh, I, I, yeah. in Pittsburgh, Todd Haley, Pittsburgh. Todd, and Todd Haley yeah. had him in Pittsburgh. He was on his way. He yeah. just had some he was issues. On off the field that he could not correct. Like again, but he was, again. On, he was on his way. Yeah. Those those issues is also still, you know what I mean? We, we could talk all day and argue all day, but um, but what he was doing in Pittsburgh was outstanding. He'd go up and get it. We played him one time, and he every play on tape, they throw it up 60 yards, 50 yards. He's going up over two people, three yep. people, whatever it was, and grabbing the ball. And so 
I think he if he can do that for the Dallas Cowboys, they got something. It's they got a, something. Think it, about it's that a low catch. risk. Think about that catch that CeeDee Lamb against the Eagles mm-hmm. on a dig at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> if that's Martavius Bryant, mm-hmm. a body even a body like his, well, you, that, you'd want him to get to the goal line. He'll most likely yeah. be able to push his way in there yeah. okay. because he's bigger. Yeah. All right. By the way, when Martavis was a rookie at Pittsburgh, he had a 94-yard touchdown. And his second year in Pittsburgh, which was his best year, 88-yard touchdown. So he is capable of big, big plays, big splash plays. Okay, so when I watched him at Clemson, he was clearly the second receiver. But they had Sammy Watkins, who was just, you don't talk about a baller in college. So that, that final year... Sammy caught 101 balls, and Martavis caught 42 balls. Yeah. Okay, so he was clearly the second receiver, and he did come out a year early. And the, the overview on NFL.com pre-draft was that, that he was projected as a third or fourth-round pick. So he wasn't like a top guy. He wasn't, no. he wasn't a key shot. No, he, he, right. I, I saw him at Clemson multiple times in practice and yep. everything because I know Dalboy and I know his coach, yep. Jeff Scott, so I mm-hmm. went down there. And I had a little bit of a relationship with Tavius Bryant and yep. Todd Haley in Pittsburgh. So I kind of i am very familiar with his skill set and the type of player he is, Skip. I'm telling you, okay. if his brain is right, uh-huh. he could potentially help he's you like guys. A- okay. Well, I don't know about his brain right now, but he's been out five years. And he proved after it was really a four-year suspension that that he has been cleared to play. So we hope. And, and he played a little pray. bit in the XFL. Yeah, he did. And, and he put up decent. He played eight games, caught 14 balls for 154 yards for the Las Vegas Vipers, for what that's worth. But he played a little bit of professional well, that means that he, football. But what it means to yeah. me is that he's in shape still. It's right. not like coming off the couch. Okay. Now, back to my squad, my receiving core. This is what shocks me, and to both of your points. Yeah, CD has risen. He has shown. He, he has backed up what I've called him. He's clear-cut number one receiver. So far, so good. Maybe so far, so great. But he's caught 57 balls on 72 targets. And next on the list (laughs) is my young tight end, Jake Ferguson, who's caught 32 balls. Okay, so we go from 57 to 32. We go from 824 yards receiving for C.D. Lamb all the way down to 328 for Jake Ferguson. He's second on the list. So that's a gap of 496 yards between my first receiver and my second on and the when list. You have that, when you have that type of gap skip, yeah. that's a real problem. Well, I'd say it's a real problem, <laughs> except it's not as big a problem in Miami where they have an even bigger gap between Tyreek and Jalen Waddell of 500 and something, 554 between Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle has been hurt and has missed some games. Yeah, but Tyreek so, can get them yards because if he touches at the one, he touches at the line of scrimmage, he might go eight. Okay, but it doesn't hurt them. Nobody's talking about look at the production between Tyreek and well, Jalen well, because Jalen, when when Jalen's right, he's he's about as right as they Tyreek. Score, they can and, score and, for and anywhere Tyreek. though. And, and, and Tyreek's leading the league in, in, in yards. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, the, the, the yeah. delta is different. Okay. So when I look at what's happening here, we go from 32 catches with Jake Ferguson down to 22 for Michael Gallup, who's never looked right coming off his ACL. I'm sorry, he just doesn't look right. He'll have a moment a game, but it'll just be a moment. And then we keep dropping all the way down to Brandon Cooks, who has 17 catches this year for 165 yards. 
I don't know what has happened. Is it possible that Brandon Cooks at age 30 has just lost a half a step? That's how they're utilizing him. It's how they're utilizing him. It's how they're utilizing him. That's all it is. It's how Mike McCarthy's system is. Remember, it's a a dink and dunk situation. And he's not a dink and dunk wide receiver. That's just not who he is. He could lift the top off of it. That was a main. That was one of the main reasons they brought him in was to be able to stretch the coverage. Okay. But that's not right. the way the offense is designed. That, that's not their user. That's just okay. not the usage. All right. Of it. So Mike McCarthy, on a weekly basis, has head scratching quotes that just make me shake my head and say, I, I don't even know what you're talking about because I'm not sure you know what you're talking about. But he said the other day in response to questions about Brandon Cooks that finally irritated him to the point he said, I don't play fantasy football. I love that. And and then he said, (laughs) talking about the system that he teaches and coaches, he says, our system is built on making the quarterback successful. Well, what what system isn't built on making the quarterback successful? Maybe back in the Well, I could tell you. Let me see if I could try to break this down for you, Skip. What he's saying is Kelly Moore – put the quarterback in harm's way. Your quarterback right now is playing pretty good football, doing what he's doing, which is get the ball here, throw it over there, a little hitch over here, a little slant over there. Nice and easy. Not yeah. pushing the ball down the field. So if you're not pushing the ball down the field like me and Richard is talking about, the you, Brandon Cook's you usage Brandon? level is going to be low. That's just what it is. And Brandon Cook's is not a guy who's going to run sticks in a bunch of hitches, in a bunch of slants. That's just not what it is. Mike McCarthy is right now somewhat using a traditional, real West Coast offense yep. without little tricks in it. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. How right, different is right. that? But, from, go ahead, Richard. But but the West Coast offense also has shots in it. But it's, it it's conservative nature yep. that's, kill, that's going to be the demise of this Dallas Cowboys team and why they won't get to the promised land. Because he's right. This is, cow, this is quarterback friendly. It's run the ball. It's short passes. It's intermediate passes. But, but you're not going to take the top off the defense. Like Brandon Cook's having a long catch of his longest catch this year is 25 yards. That's insane. I mean, I would guess that's the low for him for the last – Six, seven, maybe eight years, maybe the yeah, whole career. career. I, I don't know I about that ever. Yeah. I cannot yeah, stand maybe his whole career. the West Coast system. I hate it. It makes me throw up. I cannot stand it. Why? Because it's, of that it's right all there. You got you got me acting. You got people out there in the universe acting like I can't play football right now because you dinking right. and dunking. And every time they rallying to me, Richard Sherman and, and Bobby Wagner and them are rallying to me when I catch the ball at five yards. Everybody, all 11 hats are running to me. You're not giving me a real opportunity and a real damn chance. And I understand what Brand, how Brandon Cooks must feel right now mm. in this. Oh, God, don't even get me started. Mm. I cannot stand right, right. it. Right, and it's frustrating. And, and it's frustrating because it, 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 at, at times, football is as simple as drop back and throw it to your best player. As drop back, Keyshawn, hey, you got to go. Hey, go catch this one. I'm gonna look the quarter. I'm gonna look the safety off, and I'm gonna put this one up. And they're not even doing that. Every every great quarterback, every great team in this league, you've seen do that. Joe Burrow's doing that. Josh Allen at times is doing that. Patrick Mahomes is surely doing that, and he's doing it. He's at times saying, "Hey, Travis Kelsey, hey, Trav, get open. It ain't gonna be the play we run. You know what we do in the backyard. Get open, go deep, and I got you." 
He's not allowing that. Everything is in structure. Everything is in structure. Hey, it has to be on time to this guy, to this guy. It's not going to be deep. We're not going to put a lot of on this offensive line because we don't think Steele can stand up, and that may be a part of it, Skip. He doesn't think that O-line is as good as you think that O-line is, and I don't think he wants to drop back and put Dak in harm's way in that way. Okay, but Joe Montana never complained about the West Coast, right? Yeah, but but you got Jerry you know, Rice complaining about you the West remember Coast. Neither did Steve, then, neither did Jerry. But you got to also remember back then there was only the the, the San Francisco 49ers that was running it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like mm-hmm. Richard just said, half the damn league is running. It. Well, that's what I was going to say. No offense in the history of this league has has generated more offshoots of that offense than that. But one. every yeah. every little bit is it, it it's different. Uh, uh, Andy Reid runs it. But it's different. They do other things with well, it. Kyle Shanahan runs it. He does other things with it. Mike McCarthy is still doing what the 49ers did with Bill Walsh back in the day. Yeah, He's right. still doing that right. with a different type of receiving group. Okay. That's what it is. Brett Favre ran it. See, Aaron Rodgers ran see, it for what? You see, what, what Skip, foundationally, it's like, it's like addition and subtraction, multiplication, all that. It's the foundation of every single NFL offense. The West Coast, Bill Walsh's. Like, if you look at every single NFL offense in their installs, you will see flavors of the Bill Walsh, double slant, slant flat, curl flat, you know, seam curl, hitch seam. Like, you will see foundation. That's what makes it as a DB, a smart DB, easy to dissect. But now Kyle Shanahan and McVay and and, uh, Kevin O'Connell, they've condensed it down and put corners in no man's land. But you don't see this flavor coming from Mike McCarthy. So when... Remember we talked about when the San Francisco 49ers all, all, all lost to Minnesota? All the eye candy, all the eye candy that they use now, they didn't do that. Jerry would run some motion stuff, but Mike McCarthy doesn't do any of that. No. It's just basically right. line up, run your sticks, run your slants, run your hitches. I haven't seen them one time. The number one play in the staple of the West Coast offense is Sluggo Seam. I have yet to see right. the Dallas Cowboys run Sluggo Seam this mm. season. No. I've yet to see him do it. Jerry Rice used to terrorize the Cowboys with his motion. I don't yeah. see any motion. They, they don't use motion. That's your fault. Do something about it, Skip. They ain't got That's no season. It's unseasoned. It's your, it's your coach. Yeah. It's unseasoned. They need some Lowry's or, or some. Yeah, something. Yeah, one uh, of those. Some Uncle Dan's or whatever. Maybe, maybe we need Martavis Bryant. That's what we need. So what if y'all I'm, lost this week to the Giants? Uh, yeah. How would you feel? Would you like to bet a dinner on no, that? I'm not, I, I, I give you the points right now. What they say, I was I was born, but I wasn't born yesterday or something yeah, like that? Yeah, right, that, that, right. that, that, that. I was that, born that night, but it wasn't yeah, last there night. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I might look stupid, but I ain't stupid. All right, back to the NBA, back to you guys' team, the Lakers. They complained to the league office about how few calls LeBron is getting. We debate that next. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo. 
is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. ESPN reports that the Lakers contacted the league office after Monday night's loss in Miami to complain about uncalled fouls, especially on LeBron James, who shot only four free throws Monday night, who's averaging just 5.7 free throw attempts per game, which would tie a career low. Lakers were particularly angry about this play when they say that former Laker Thomas Bryant got away with fouling LeBron as he missed a dunk. Check it out. Well, he certainly did. If you look at him and look at his head, all you got to do is look at the head, go back, Skip. You look at the elbow, the head goes back. That's because he was elbowed in the face. So when you look at that, look at that. You see his head jerk back? I don't see it, but how do you, maybe you do. I, maybe you don't want to see it. Then you you're blind, blind, Skip. You're, oh, my God, you're Skip. watching it through you, uh, LeBron-colored glasses. It, look, it looks like he got jammed in the It looked like he got jabbed in the face. Oh. Are you serious <laughs> right now, Skip? Yeah. Did you really just say you can't see that? No, I, I don't see you it. You can't see clear. his head. LeBron said he took an elbow back. in the face, and I'm not sure he got elbowed. That's what he took. <laughs> Why do you think he ran okay. over to the referee? All right. Let's, Are you serious? Let's get to the point, which is, Keyshawn, I'm going to let you go first. Do the Lakers have a point, or is this just sour grapes from a team that has fallen out of what? It, three it, and every, every single team in professional sports, when something is egregious, as that was right there, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's – and we'll stick to the big three. I don't care <laughs> if it's major baseball and yep. umps are missing calls. They're going to complain to the league about those umps missing the calls, yep. strike zones, things of that nature. In football – when it's egregious and guys are being held or slammed to the ground or P.I. by a dirty Richard Sherman-type player, then all Jeez. of a sudden you get a flag. Now you look at LeBron James' situation, there's two that they complained about. And on both of them, it's egregious, it's all outdoors. The one right here, is, he's going to dunk, hit yep. in the face. Then there's another one on a fast break that he's pushed in the back. By Duncan Robinson. By Duncan Robinson, yep. but I guess you'll tell me. That he didn't push him either. Well, let's see it. He just kind of grazed him a little bit, just yeah. barely. Okay. Like, seriously, the dude went from the dot, dot, dot line at the free yeah. throw all the way to underneath the basket. Yeah, he bumped him. Oh. Okay. So, okay. All right. So, LeBron so, outweighs him. Let me, let me, let me give it. So, he, so, so he should be treated different? He should be treated different? I'll get there. Go ahead, Richard. So, so Skip, let me put it in terms you you might better better digest. Um in your Dallas Cowboys game Ooh. against the Philadelphia Eagles, hey. there were two calls that I am 100% sure the Dallas Cowboys sent into the league. The pass interference, the, the phantom pass interference on Gilmore, 
Which I was no way, shape, yep. or form. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I bet you did. I bet, I bet you saw that. And then the hands <laughs> to the face that they picked up, they those are the type of plays they send in, and Skip, because they're play, egregious. There was a deep ball to CD and big play Slay is all over him, grabbing his arm. Yeah, no, 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 you got to no, send that, that in. One, so what was all those flags? You, you, yeah. No, there were no flags. Oh, that one you don't call because the CD, if you don't don't stiff arm somebody in the chest, then you don't get you don't get your arm pulled. But that's the story for a different day. But the holding on uh, on Micah Parsons on a play where where uh, Jalen Hurts got out the outside that one as well. I got it. So when those things happen, you report them to the league because they are so egregious. These things were egregious. That's why. Because LeBron James is, is 6'9", 260, and yep. running like a freight train down the lane, that is and he's it. a big guy, doesn't change the fact that people hitting him in the face when he's when he's going yep. to the basket. That's okay. a foul. He's supposed to just if you're take saying no. the rule is you cannot alter somebody's shot or you cannot hit them physically outside of the ball. You can't hit their arm. You can't hit their face. You can't hit their body. You can't bump them and, and get them away from their shot. Then it should be a foul regardless of how yep. big or how small it is. But they're treating him different because of his size and the size of his opponent. So it's saying, hey, they're smaller than you, so they should be able to slap you up. Hit you in the face. And Thomas Bryant isn't smaller than him. He, he is. isn't smaller. No, he's not. He's no. bigger than him. Yeah, right, right. No, I this got is it. The, this is the and he's still not getting the call. Same thing they used to do to Shaq. Keyshawn, Richard, this has been going on for a number of years with LeBron. Yes. Because it, it's what I call Shaq syndrome. It's Shaquille O'Neal syndrome from back <laughs> in the day when Shaquille played bully ball the way nobody's ever played bully ball. It was close to being football, basketball. And it was almost impossible to referee, so he did not get many foul calls because they're just saying, well, I, I don't even know. Is it blocker charge, blocker charge? Okay, so LeBron, even at, in, what are we in, year 21? In year 21, nobody in this league can play bully ball any better than LeBron can still play it. Freight train basketball. Nobody can power down the lane any better, any stronger than LeBron can with any more force than LeBron can. So they're basically just throwing up their hands and saying, well. So is that fair, though, Skip? No, I got it. But it's just how those referees think. And I I have been doing this for a long time. I know this league, and I know the way referees think. They think two things. If you're bigger and stronger, they're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt, rarely, if ever. And the other problem is LeBron has never been a very good free throw shooter. <laughs> Shaq obviously was even worse. What does and I'm that telling have you, to do with it anything? has everything to do with it because I'm telling you how they think. What? They think you're not going to cash it anyway. You have not earned the right to get Are to shoot them. Are you out of your mind? No, 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 so how is that not you earning just the right? LeBron James has earned the right. How is that it's not horrible. earning the right, though? It's just so you t- so what you're getting ready to sit here and try to convince me yep. and Richard of is the fact that he had, he doesn't meet your qualifications no, as, referees. Referees. No, as referees. a no. as a excellent free throw shooter. So therefore, well, the, referees, the referees the referees are deciding. Based on his you're missed not, free throws or made free throws, the, the doubt. 
You're on whether or not it. they're going to call a foul? You're not going to get the I've never heard this a day in my life, Skip. That's insane, outlandish. serious stuff. This is how it is. That's not serious. You're not going to be taken serious if you go say stuff like that. For years and years. LeBron James hasn't earned the right to get free throws in the National Basketball Association because he's not shooting free throws at a high tilt. So, so you get the benefit of the doubt if you're shooting free throws at a high tilt. That's that's what you're telling me. But if you're yeah. not, then you can Did just you get fouled James egregiously Harden? all day. Do you remember back in the day, going back four or five years ago? Yeah, I remember they, they created a, rule, a flop rule because of James Harden. Fall. And what would and he now do? they find people for it. He'd go shoot. He made 90%, and they're like, okay, yeah, okay. That, He's going to go make the free throws. That, you you could that doesn't you, that doesn't that doesn't even make sense, Skip. That's not an argument to make. This man is going to the line, the most downhill well, you guy, can say the most it's dominant not an downhill to make. player. I'm just telling you, it operates in the NBA, and it has for that, that's a, not how it many operates. moons, many moons. I I I, that's I, not how it I would say this, Skip. I'm gonna disagree with you on the fact that he is not an excellent free throw shooter. He is not Reggie Miller or Kobe Bryant or those guys that shoot great free throws. So therefore, he's not gonna get the calls. <clears throat> I'm not going to agree with you on that, okay? It's very are, clear. Are you to trying me. to tell me he is a good free throw shooter? No, I'm, I, he, he's not. No, he's trying to say he's, 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 he's going to get the call. Not, but they're not making a decision based on his okay, poor well, free throw shooting. Uh, I've written about you, it for years. I, it's been you, out there. I know it. Skip, I just Skip, know how just they think. Just because you've written about it, don't make you know, it right. Doesn't right. mean Well, right. I didn't say it was right. <laughs> I'm just telling you how they think. It doesn't make you think. It doesn't make me think because you wrote it that this is the way the referees are thinking. Okay. Well, whatever you They'll say, I'm just telling you what I know. If they're putting, you, you can do what you know. I, this is what it, I know. This is how they think. Yeah. It's operating under the surface. It has for years with him. Has if you years. if you made the case, if you made the case, hey, he's bigger, stronger, yeah, faster, exactly. and that's why exactly. they, they well, that's why they're not I mean, calling it because of Shaq. Yeah. Like that's that's all of it, Skip. That it's not because of his free throw percentage. It's not if if LeBron James was making ninety percent of his free throws, they'd be calling these fouls. They would not be he calling them, Skip. They calls. would not be calling them yeah. any more than they're calling them now. That's yeah. that's that's but, asinine. But, but, I, I, but, I do but not but agree. Skip, but Skip, see the, these two clips that they sent in, just the two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if it was a bunch of people around, it wasn't out in the open where your eyes could see it. Then I would say, okay, yeah, they probably don't want to call. But this. Is out in the open. Duncan yeah, Robinson okay. pushes it. him. He goes from the free throw line to underneath the basket. Hey, I, he, I can. They're do, looking at it. Yeah. The point is, I could do this every game with LeBron. There, there have been. I, I've brought it up on this show this year. What have they played? Seven games. Seven games. I've brought it up four or five times already. LeBron deserved four or five calls last night. He didn't get. Where he just gets hammered. He he gets hacked. He gets body fouled. He, he gets blasted from both sides, and, I'm, and he's looking at the refs. How many times a night does he stop under the basket? I think it's say, more, if like, it's anything, I think it's more of a Laker thing than it is a LeBron thing. No, it's not. That's what I would say. I would say it's more of a Laker thing because it's been going on for so long with the Los Angeles Lakers, not just a LeBron thing. Okay, so I don't, you're saying the refs hate the Lakers? Well, I'm not saying necessarily the refs hate them. I'm just saying that sometimes, depending on certain organizations and how certain organizations do business, 
people can go and do things a little bit different. That's all I'm saying. I ain't I, saying they hate them. I don't agree. I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree because, it, I mean, that was a big point of contention in the Denver series and all the other series in the playoffs last year was the free throw disparity that the Lakers were getting. The Lakers are getting more free throws than the teams they were playing um, very consistently throughout these series. And so people were saying that. But it's just in this particular instance, LeBron James is not getting calls that are clearly fouls. You get hit in the face. That's a foul. Now, if it was if it was just, you know, hey, this incidental contact on a layup where you're like, oh, that's debatable. That's that that may not may or may not be true. Then cool. I got you. But these are obvious and egregious fouls that are right in front of the referee at the basket that you call 100 percent of the time and they're not calling them. And so when when you talk about LeBron James being a little more chippy this season, when the NBA made a point to call out and say, hey, in the last two minutes of the game, every every call was correct. LeBron James said, hey, there was other, three other quarters that y'all did not get it right. And, and yeah. as King James with 52 million followers get to see how he feels about what the NBA said. So he's not just calling out players. He's calling out the league in total. Okay. And he deserves to. He, he is not getting calls. He hasn't got calls for years. And here we go okay, again. Yeah, and so we're bringing it to your attention <clears throat> mm -hmm. that he hasn't got these calls for years and he didn't get them last night. So they decided to give the sure. evidence yeah. to the to the referees and to the NBA to be able to look at it and say, well, wait a minute. You don't think they've done this every year? For and the yes, last five I, or six I said, years, that's yeah. what I started off saying. Yeah. Every team in every league does this. Yeah. Even Richard said it. The Dallas Cowboys certainly sent in video, I'm sure, after the game said, how do you guys miss these calls? Okay, so the point here is to put psychological pressure back on the referees to start rethinking, yes. well, maybe we should give him... Yes, that is correct. Maybe we we are going call. to put the psychological pressure yeah. on the referees so they can call the damn game correctly. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong but with that at all. But for you to sit up here and try to convince me, Richie... I, I already did. No, you what did I know. not. That's what I know. Are you... Yeah. I, wait. I, you did not convince us. You okay. certainly well, didn't convince me. I don't know what you did with Richard, but you didn't convince okay. me at all, Skip. Well, that's fine. You're welcome to your opinion, and I'm telling you facts. Okay? Yeah. All right. You're just telling us I, your opinion, Skip. No, I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm telling you what I've reported no, no, before no, for no. years. I started covering the Lakers in 1976. <laughs> that was a long time ago. I was born. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Huh? I was born. Richard I was not born. But here, but here, I'm gonna show it to you one more time. Yeah. But I'm gonna freeze it for you. Okay. Since we'll you say, that, that, since that, you say it didn't happen, look at his head. Look, okay. look, All his right. head goes back. Okay. All right. No, there's no okay. And, and he said the ref told him underneath the basket when he turned to him, he did went you, straight up. Did you not see Thomas his head Bryant go back? Yes or no, Mr. Bayless? I can't see it. Oh, you can't see it. It's a little hazy so, to you, me. <laughs> it's a little hazy. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble, Ed, man. I'm not it's seeing his head snap curse. back. You, 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 you can't like was, see his head snap back. You act like he's back. in a car wreck, like Look. he's got whiplash. Look at his head going I back. I don't see any yeah, he head going back. All right, man, I'm done with you. It. I'll let yeah. social media get you. All right. Well, you guys are Laker fans, and it's not, not. It has nothing to do with being a Laker oh. fan. If you gave me the same clip of a yeah. player that plays for the Nets, I would say the same thing. Not you, knowing you, you would not. Because when I say the sky is blue, you say, no, it's purple. Because you're yeah. saying it's blue because I said it was purple. Oh, you're going to okay. go against me. All right, enough of all that. We got to get to the Pittsburgh Steelers because Mike Tomlin says his George Pickens controversy <laughs> is a, quote, pebble in my shoe, said Mike Tomlin. We now debate give me that. Give some now. Advil. 
Yeah. Got a headache dealing with this guy. Some caffeine. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Star Steelers receiver George Pickens caught two passes for a grand total of minus one yard Sunday. Clearly was not happy on the sideline. <laughs> and after the game, took down all Steelers-related content on his social media and at one point even posted, quote-unquote, free me before deleting that. So how did Coach Mike Tomlin respond? He told the media, and I quote, like breathing, it's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is a pebble in my shoe. I love that, pebble in my shoe. He goes on to say, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week, our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do in this football game, and I can't state it any plainer than that. It's like reality television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. Keyshawn, I'm sure you can relate to this situation. Do you like or have a problem with the way Mike Tomlin handled it? Oh, I don't have any issue at all with Coach T and the way he handled the situation. But I also understand uh, Pickett's situation in the way that he feels about being utilized. I, I get it. I mean, I've been there in these situations. Social media wasn't around yeah. at this level when I was playing football. And so, but I never would go to social media because I could go, it depends on the course of the game. If it's happening and I'm going into the halftime and I'm still looking like a cardboard cutout, and what a cardboard cutout is, is that guy who's standing there in the aisle in the grocery store and all he's doing is just <laughs> out there holding something. Yeah. If I'm looking like that, I got a real issue. And I will take it to the coaches at halftime and let them know. You would. You're not going to win this game without me. So you better get your offensive coordinator, Todd Haley, whoever, uh, Sean Payton, Charlie Weiss, okay, Clyde Christensen, Let's stack. I can go on and on and on. You better figure out how to give right, me the yeah. damn football, period, because I'm not yeah. here to just do this. Mm -hmm. Since you told me all week long, we are going to get you the football so we can win a game, and then you come out here and you throwing me smoke screens and I'm getting hit at the line of scrimmage, and you're making my job hard because you don't have a, a, a play in mind to, that can beat this defense. Don't put it on me and have people out here thinking I can't play. So I just it, those are conversations that you have. And then if it doesn't get any better, you win the game. You, you debrief, you go out, hang out with your friends after the game, and you have dinner. And then it stays in your mind. You can't sleep at night. When I go in on Monday, we're going we're gonna to watch the film. Then we're okay. going to have a sidebar. And we're going to have a conversation. So this does not okay. occur again and come but up. But that, that's not what George did. I understand. Right? But it's a different, it's different mm -hmm. now. Social media. They got, they got thumbs. Richard Sherman to tell you, these dudes got mm -hmm. thumbs. Richard Sherman got thumbs. He loves mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. He's going to push sin. Mm -hmm. Get into battles with people. Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. I can sit down in your office and have a conversation with you and let you know and look you right in your eyes and let you know we're not doing this again. Because if you keep doing it, yeah. we're going to have some real problems. Mm -hmm.
But you're not doing that with Mike Tomlin. And people no, don't we're do gonna that have with Mike a conversation. Me and Mike it, T, it, we it, gonna it, have it, a conversation. It, 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 we it, are it, going to have it, a conversation. Period. It ain't gonna go like that. Oh, and, with and, me, and it's gonna go. I can't Mike speak. T. I can't speak for him. He was my defensive back coach at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know him very well, very, very well. I'm okay with sitting down and talking to you. I don't need to go to social media. Now, when I had this conversation with you, if you say, hey, we're going to do it the way we do it, then that's cool. I, I get it. But we're going to at least have a conversation. If you go to Mike D after a win and say, hey, y'all ain't doing right by me. Give me the damn ball and we just won the game. You're going to have a tough conversation, I would imagine. But that's not here nor there. What, what I would say is just this, this is the way these kids these days throw their tantrums. They, they delete the team off the yep. social media. You know, you look yep. at a kid in a, in, a, in a contract dispute. You know, they're yeah. going to remove all the team yep. stuff. I, I hate this team. And then, and then as soon as they get resigned or get signed for the money they want, then all the team stuff comes back up. George Pickens gets 10 catches this game. All the Pittsburgh Steelers stuff goes back up. So again, like Mike Tomlin said, this is a pep one shoe, but I, I do agree with Pickens to a degree because it's ridiculous. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, needs to be fired. Needs to be fired immediately. Go. Get rid of him. He is bad as a detriment to this kid, to this offense, to, to even Kenny Pickett because we don't, don't know how good Kenny Pickett can be because sometimes it's Kenny Pickett overthrowing guys. Sometimes you look and see the concepts, you're like, who would draw this combination up? There's nobody open. There's nobody running open. And, Ken, and, and George Pickens is a guy that can play old school, Keyshawn, old school. Hey, just throw it up to him. Yeah. They threw up, they've thrown up seven go routes to him, whether it's over the top or back shoulders. He's caught six of them, six of them. He, this man does not have a problem in one-on-one throwing it up. If it's even, if it's if he's ahead, regardless, he should be getting targets. There was a, tar- a game when Deontay Johnson just came back where he got 13 targets in the game, and I think George Pickens only had one. And Deontay Johnson was, was dead tired. They were targeting play after play after play, yep. and he had just come back from injury, so he wasn't even in game shape yet, and you can't target – George Pickens, when he's having 100-yard games back-to-back, he's showing you he can do it. He can take the top off the defense. It's asinine. The game they won against the Baltimore Ravens, you guys' team, Keyshawn's pick to win the, to, to go to the Super Bowl, Skip's pick to win it. They won that game because Kenny Pickett audibled out of Matt Canada's play and said, hey, nine ball. Hey, George, you know what we're doing practice? Nine ball. Game. On a good, very good corner and, and Marlon Humphreys. So, I just, I just don't get what they're doing with him, and yeah. I'm not putting this on Tomlin. I'm putting this on Cannon. Yeah. Hey, Richard Sherman, I, I caught something that you said there. You said going to a coach after a win and complaining about the amount of targets or whatever catches or whatever the participation that one was in. So I'm going to ask you, and you ain't going to give me no Stanford stuff. You're going to give me Compton right now. We're going to cut the Stanford out of it. You're going to give me Compton. Had you never, ever, in your entire 12-year career in the National Football League, ever gone to a coach after a win and said, why in the hell are we running these coverages? Y'all are putting this defense in a bad situation. You can really tell me that. Uh, I mean, I, probably in the film room, maybe. I mean, if, it, if, if it's obvious and agreed, yes it's in there watching no. it. It's a yes or I, no. Yes, I, I, I highly doubt it. No, because it's when we win, I'm not, I'm not frustrated. Richard, I'm you're not, not going to tell the I'm, coach why you got me doing this when that dude over there, I should be doing that. You're going to tell me that? Come on, man. 
this me you talking to? It, 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 I'm, I'm saying, and I'm saying, in the film room, when it's on the tape, I'm not going to my coach in the private and saying, hey, what the F are we doing? When it's obvious oh, well, and evident, right. when we're going over film the next day, I'm going to say, hey, you see what? We shouldn't have ran this. That's why they had success on this play, because we shouldn't have been running this. We need to carve this out. Don't run this in this situation. But for me to sit there and, and watch a whole game where we're going to win and say, Man, so, so the F, coach? So a stress Me. level, so this kid having a stress level of wanting to help his team, team win, even though they got the W. He's trying to help his team win to, to, so he's not stressed out over a four-quarter period because the offense is doing something totally different, and now it's down to the wire to win a game? And you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, we shouldn't, you won the game, you shouldn't say nothing. Absolutely not. No. Because I'm because you, let me tell you something. If you would have been getting me the football and stop acting like you the smartest guy in the room, we wouldn't be kicking a field goal Keith, at the end of the damn game. Keith, That's just it. Keith, if you're putting it on tape, Keith, then in the film room, you will show, hey, coach, I'm open right there. I could have yes, got it's that the one. same yeah, thing. If I showed play after play, it's, it's much different it's than, than going to him and saying, it's I want the ball more. You can show him, hey, it's the coach, same thing. on the tape, you can see I'm open 15 times thing. out of the 25 pass plays. It's the same thing. We can do it on tape if you want to, or we can just have a conversation because you called the plays, Skip, so you know when I was open and when I wasn't. Do a better job of calling the damn plays. Period. Mm. Okay. I agree with Richard on Canada. I, I don't yeah, get him. They, they are, he's, I don't know what his deal yeah, is. He might as well go to Canada because. Man, they should hire. The, I don't care what nobody the, say. They should hire Todd Haley back. That's what they should do. That was when they had the best offense going well, with being Roethlisberger and company. That's what they should winning do. winning in spite of their coordinator and putting him down on the sidelines to call plays didn't seem to make it any different. When, so you, you, go, can have him, yeah. when you start, here's the, yeah. Richard knows this, Skip, and I'll put you up on this. Yeah. When a guy starts up and he yeah, comes down, down, it's a problem. Wrong. When a guy a starts down and he goes up, up, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. Okay. I, I, I am with Richard on the, the biggest point here is that they did win the game. And I, yes. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But you have to pick your spots. I just, okay, it's the social media. I I get it. And kids, heck, I'm on social media. But but again, I'm not going to act out on social media. I'm I'm not going to throw tantrums on social media. Well, maybe over my cowboy. But that's what they do, though. It's different. Okay, I I got it. But this is, here's your point. You would have gone straight to Mike T or to your receiver coach. Probably to your receiver uh, coach. I probably would would go to the head coach and the coordinator. Receiver coaches, they... uh, they just there, really, for the most so. part. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, but, <laughs> am but, I lying, Richard? They, but remember, <laughs> as you know, as I was taught by Bill Walsh and Tom yeah. Landry and Jimmy Johnson, it's hard to win a game in the I National understand. Football League. It's just it. hard to win a game. I, as you and say, when I you get win it. a game, you, you have to keep it in the context yes. of the room is happy. I you know, understand. the room is happy. Don't mean, relieved. but it doesn't mean you're yeah. not happy. Yeah. I just told no, you I, I know. that I'm going to go celebrate with the hag out. We're going to have dinner. We're going to chill, and I'm going to deal with it on Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I don't need to deal with it after the game. I'll deal All with right. it on Monday, Tuesday. So, as I've said many times on the show, if I could play in your, your game, I would want to play for this man, Mike Tomlin, because he just he is the best. And, and you can tell his relationship with his players yeah. is just the best. And it's a two-way communication street. And you can't tell me he hasn't already had a conversation Absolutely. with George somehow. Oh, yeah. Probably but, multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. But he did say also in the same interview, he said, 
that, that George Pickens wants to be significant. Yes. And, to, and Mike T said, I want guys who want the football. Okay, we, we get it. Yes. That's yes, all you, I'm you, saying. Yeah, you that's want that saying. guy. You, you want the key shot on your that's team. That's all I'm saying, because, man. Okay, but you, but you have to be careful about what's your goal here. Is it to win the football game or stats? But, it but it's, not, it's not about stats. It's okay. about me helping you win the okay. damn game. All right. I'll give you a story. I'm playing Seattle. The Seahawks, Richard was still in college at this time. Yeah. And they were, Sean Payton was not getting me to football. For whatever reason, they was dialing up the wrong stuff. I told Coach Parcells at halftime. I said, man, if this dude don't get me the football, you better fire this dude. This wasn't a playoff game. No, probably. no, not playoff, not just a regular season. I told remember him, the Romo playoff game? Yeah, I wasn't there. I was gone. But I told him, I said, man, if this dude ain't getting me the football. Okay. But Bill just went to him and said, hey, we got to get this dude involved. We're behind the sticks. And it's not that Sean wasn't trying to. It's just it wasn't working out. The frustration sits in because I know they got some ducks on the other side. Yeah. If you put me in the right position, I'm going to get them. I'm going to go get them dudes. That is the way it works. People nowadays, they use social media. Instead of having a sidebar conversation, it's called halftime adjustments. It's called going to the sideline, looking at the tablets, saying, hey, man, let's do this, let's do that. <clears throat> That's all it is. But when it goes on social media, you get everybody saying, oh, he should have did that, they won the game. Right. He probably shouldn't have gone on social media. But you can handle it differently. And next time, I'm sure you, he'll handle it differently. Okay. You can handle it differently, but I'm, on, I'm, I'm with George Pickens here. Because it, it, there are eight-year-olds playing Madden right now. My son can sit there and see, watch, watch George Pickens play and be like, hey, Dad, if I was calling plays, I'd probably just throw it to that guy every time. I'd probably could give that guy at least 10 targets, 12 targets, and just see what happens. Because every time you give him the ball, something exciting happens. This time, you're throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. He got there 6'3", six, 6'4", six, six, and you start throwing him smoke screens like no down the field he's a vertical receiver like pushing down the field if you just kept it as simple as slants and goals he would be effective but when you're you're it's idiotic the positions they put him in in his last game and i was there it was thursday night football game we had studied him all week so it was it, that's why i have so much info on him because yeah. you're you're looking at him like how you got to be blind and deaf and dumb not to see that if you just throw go balls to this boy one on one he's going to win 80% of the time. But, it, but it, it does fall on the offensive coordinators a lot of the times. It's not, we run the routes that you call. And if you're not in a rhythm skip calling it a certain way, yep. you know, it, it just, I've been on teams with Brian Cox. Brian Cox, you know who skip, the linebacker. Brian Cox used to say, man, if they don't, you better go tell them. Brian used to yeah. tell me to go tell them because the defense was playing so good that the offense was stale because they were not utilizing the offensive weapons properly. It happens. Right. How many big plays did you make in your career that were changed in the huddle by the quarterback or, or audible at the line of scrimmage? How many times? Many. Did, well, that's what I'm many. saying. We yeah. changed one with Coach Dungy against the Detroit Lions, mm. and we were running, trying to run digs against cover two man, which means yep. that the corner's heavy inside, mm -hmm. as Richard knows. Inside. And we kept trying to run digs after dig after dig. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 Brad came to the huddle, and they called it again. Brad I couldn't Johnson. get open to save my life. Okay. Brad said, man, just go to the corner. Yeah. I made the dude think I was running a dig, Richard. Yeah. He dig fathered, and went back, went back to the corner, touchdown, won the game. With okay. like two seconds left Ooh. on the clock. All right. That's tough. There you go. It, it happens. Okay. Up next here on Undisputed, we got to talk submission. We got to talk, should Jim Harbaugh be suspended right now? Lies, Richard.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Man, this Michigan situation just gets messier and messier, more complicated by the breaking story. Michigan, of course, stands accused of having a system in place to steal signals. But now Michigan has sent documents to the Big Ten that Michigan believes show Ohio State, Purdue and Rutgers engaged in communication about Michigan signals <laughs> in 2022. Okay, you following all this? So the question looms, Keyshawn, should Michigan be punished before this season ends? Um, no, I don't think they should. Be. Well, I don't know the Big Ten, what the Big Ten should do. As far as the NC2A, I don't think the NC2A should get involved in punishing Michigan right now. Let, let due process take its place, of course, and then we'll deal with it at the end of the year. If you gotta, if they got to go to the national championship and you got to strip them of their medal, then that's fine. You do that. As far as the Big Ten Conference goes and there's some suspensions that get laid down, yep. then maybe they should do that. But I think here's the, the big picture for me in all of this, Skip. If, in fact, they were blatantly recording signs from inside the opponent's stadium and they have video and all that sort of stuff, and they have those concrete evidence, then they should be punished at a bigger, at a, at a, for something bigger. They, 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 right. they should be. Um, after the season. After the season. Okay. Because you, gotta, you can't just jump to conclusions based on what everybody in the conference is saying and everybody's pointing fingers, and now Michigan is saying, well, they did it. Mm -hmm, they, did. they did it to us, so yep. why can't we do it to them? Mm -hmm. So I, I think you got to let it play out a little bit more. I think we all want things to happen so fast from a microwave standpoint. We we are an instant society right now, yep. opposed to just letting it play itself out a little bit longer and then hand it down on them. Because, you know, I, look, I, at the end of the day, Richard, I I have a very strong feeling that they did do something that they shouldn't have been doing. Because there's other things that's out there other than the recording. There's houses and names and LLCs yep. connected. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a lot going on with the Michigan program right look, now. Look, look, college football is a dirty game. And, I, and, and, and honestly, at, at this part, don't really, this is dumb to me. That even to think punishment, this is dumb. They got an archaic way of doing things, and that's dumb. You should have headsets in the helmets of the quarterbacks yeah, and the linebackers absolutely. like the National Football League yeah. does. You you think you think there's going to be an honorable society of everybody just saying in this billion-dollar industry where people's jobs are on the line and they can make millions and millions of dollars, they're going to say, yeah, we're just not going to look at their signals when they play other teams. It's just like watching film. If that's the point, don't give nobody film of any other team and say, go prepare for them, go get ready for them. If you're going to put your signals out in the public space, I'm going to find a way and di dissect your system and find the, the patterns, just like I will when I watch tape. I'm going to find the patterns. I'm going to find the alignments. I'm going to study, study, study. Because just because I know your signals, I don't know what plays they're connected to. I don't. I got to watch a lot of tape. I still got to break it down. In the National Football League, 
If they're giving signals from the sideline, I'm studying it on tape. I study the quarterback signals to the receivers. I know what st- signals they give in two minutes. Yeah. I know what signals they give when they're checking plays. I know what see. I know what signals the offensive. The D line knows what signals the offensive line gives when they change protections. All of it. I know when you when you grab your face mask, what that means. When you touch your back, what that means. When you when you give hang loose, what that means. I know it all because I've studied the game. So this is all. Lost. You sitting there acting like these guys are cheating. No, you're doing whatever you can to get an advantage in this game that we play. And if you put it on tape and you put it on the field, then it's it, it's public space. It's public specter. I didn't go study your practices. I didn't go inside your facility and steal anything. I didn't do any of that. On a game day, I studied your tape, what you put on tape. And on that sideline is included on that football field. If you in that stadium, if you whatever it is, you putting up signs or you're doing this or you whatever it is. You put it on tape. If you want a wristband, put a, put a wristband on your quarterback and signal numbers in, sign language numbers in, and then, and then you can switch the numbers each week or something else. But I think because the problem if you with thought- that, though, Richard, I think the problem with that is you're not allowed to pre-advance scouting in, in college football in stadiums. I, I think that's the problem. I don't think— so, 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 so if you're saying Ohio State played Central Michigan, I'm not allowed to watch the— Central Michigan, Ohio State tape weeks no, before it's not, I play it's not, Ohio it's State. Not, it's not tape. That's advanced this is, scouting. This is not about tape. This is about going into the stadium of your next opponent or opponents down the line and sitting so, there so, doing that. You can't send a scout to do that in the stadium. We can watch. I, we I, can, don't need to send, I don't need to send a scout if I got the tape of the game. But I that's got the why tape Michigan, the but Michigan is doing that to get the signals from the sideline. On, on all 22s, they don't pan to the sideline to see everybody making signals. Mm. So I think this is if, why... If, if, this is why bad. Michigan is doing it, though, is because they had... They had... What's his name? Scott... Um, Stallions, they had him going, allegedly, let me make sure I say that, going to these games, even though they say that he had nothing to do with it, sitting down on one side of the stadium at one half, another side of the stadium at another half, writing down the the hand signals. Or videotaping. Or or videotaping on the phone, writing it down to match, like you said we do in the league, right? Yeah. We match it right. to see what's going on. He was doing it in the stadiums, allegedly. And you can't do that in college football. Okay. That's the big issue. It, it, that's, a dumb, that's a dumb rule. It's a dumb rule. I've said from the start, well, just let, the them, let them call plays electronically like yeah. everybody yeah. else. It's 2023, but the NCAA <laughs> fights not to look like the NFL. So we're going to do it differently. We we're had a wristband way back in 96. Okay, okay. I, 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 I got it. Silly rules, but they are the rules. So now you have yeah. Michigan pretty clearly breaking the rules. They're breaking the rules, allegedly. right? But it's it's now it's even passed allegedly. It's it's almost like they've got them red-handed, and Michigan saying no, we got them red-handed them because they're all doing it because that that's exactly what's happened. Because it's a dumb rule. Well, it's what a I dumb told rule. you, Skip. Okay. I said if I'm Michigan at this point in time, yeah, I'm just gonna put my hands up and say, hey. I thought it was within the rules, and we made a mistake. Right. And because we made a mistake, we're willing to cop to it. We just want to finish our season okay. and get it over with and Mm-mm. then deal with it. All right. That's so the, you know, really the it. only feasible way to punish Michigan, if you wanted to choose to punish them right here, right now, would be to suspend their head coach, who's already been suspended once early this year, Jim Harbaugh. Recruiting violations. Okay. <laughs> okay. So – 
what are you going to suspend him for? The Penn State game? Well, we're almost there now. Penn State, Maryland, okay. Ohio State. Okay. okay, Maryland, could you suspend him just for the Maryland game and sort of get away with it? PR-wise, could you say, well, we suspended him for a game, but it wasn't the game. It wasn't <sighs> Penn State or Ohio State. Maybe you could do that, but that seems pretty silly to me. I think the NCAA is sitting back hoping against hope that Michigan, which has a really good football team, gets punished on the football field because the NCAA needs Penn State or Ohio State or both to beat Michigan. That's the way you could punish them because you would keep them, knock them out of the playoffs, obviously, because the worst nightmare for the NCAA would be have Michigan in the playoffs having broken rules, right? So the, the only way yeah, is you, you, you got to hope I they mean, lose. Skip, 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 this is the dumbest stuff. And I, I hate this about college, college football, college NCAA in general. Now they got to pay the players because they were like all this stuff about don't play the players. If you investigated these SEC schools, some of the Pac-12 schools, you found a little bit about Reggie Bush at SEC. You would find, look, but oh, look, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it was no point. Of doing it, you should have paid the players what they what they deserved in the first place. So yeah. it was a dumb rule then. You got people's parents staying in apartments, people's dads getting jobs at at, at places where the teams are. You got a lot of stuff going on that's been going on for years. And I'm sure I would be with Michigan. I would say, hey. I'm going to expose everybody. You want to bring me down? Then I'm bringing the whole institution down with me because this is how asinine the rule is. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's doing it because you're going to do whatever you can to win games in this billion-dollar industry where jobs are on the line, billions are at stake, and we got to find a, a way and advantage for our team. That's why in the NFL, when they call plays, they, they cover their mouth they, because people can read lips and, and adjust. Like, they cover that. Do they not cover their no, mouth, Keyshawn? No, they do. I'm laughing because it's going to take a lot to read somebody's lips to, for one damn play. But they, and these coaches really think that. Do. I know, that's but it's, paranoid it, they it's, are. It's, it's, it, paranoid is the exact word. How much, Richard, how much does Stanford pay you? Because you got a lot of information. Mm. I, I wish. I wish. I, that's why I should have went somewhere else. Because I, I would have I probably made some money. You know, there are dudes that took pay cuts to come to the league. I got teammates that said, man, I took a pay cut to come out. Like, I wish I could have stayed. Okay, well, you could have went to Oklahoma. They certainly pay guys anyway. No, um, he, he could have gone to Vanderbilt and gotten a better education, right? No, 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 no. Come on now, Skip. Come on now. They're the Stanford of the East. Oh, oh no, South. wait. Stanford. South. Wait. Vanderbilt is the Harvard of the South. No, actually, Harvard is the Vanderbilt of the North, if you really want to get. I've never heard that one. But I don't know. For some reason, I, I, I don't know. But for some reason, yeah. it feels like Stanford's educational system is a lot stronger than Vandy's. Is that it? Is not. What are you talking so about? So when you look at the what's the book, the world, what is it called? The, the book that rate all the uh, the schools. I think Stanford's up there above y'all. I don't think so. No, I think yeah. so. it is. It's yeah, wrong. Most times. Yeah, it's just subjective. <laughs> I don't know why Vandy gets this high education yeah. type. Wait, this is the best it. school in America. Are you kidding? Come on. I know one guy from Vandy, Skip Bayless, yeah. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. I know a lot of people from Vandy. And by the way, if we're talking baseball, we're talking the best in the country, right? Okay, up next, it is time once again for Young Money, and we got them both in studio for the first time. That is next. Okay. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, looky here. Guess who's at the debate desk? We got Young Money in studio for the first time. We got Yella Beasy from Dallas. We got my man Alan Cubas here from Lil Wayne's hometown of New Orleans. Both are Lil Wayne protégés, of course, and this is their first time with me and with Keyshawn here in studio. So let's just get this out of the way up front because I'm tired of talking about it. But did the Dallas Cowboys get exposed the other night in Philadelphia as frauds? You you first, Alan. Can we go that far? No, in my opinion, um, they did it. I don't think they got exposed as frauds. I think they, they are what, what they are. I think it's a fraudulent mindset if someone thought they were an elite contender or a top-tier team. So it's team. our fault for thinking Yeah, I think that. it's your fault. I think it's been that. I think it's the expectations <laughs> they place on a team. I think yeah. Dallas is what they are, which is a, a second-tier contender. I think this is a game where they play well. You know, they, everyone played to their means or above them. And still in all, they couldn't get it done. You had Dak play a great game, which I don't think it's no secret. Dak's good. This is what we've been talking about. But when it comes time to it, there's these big plays, the intangibles he has to make. I mean, you go to that two-point conversion, just yep. the presence of mind. you got to get your foot in balance. You can't go out of balance. That's the difference in yep. kicking a field goal to tie the game. Um, certain plays, taking that sack on first down. You can't take that sack, the delay of game. Mm-hmm. So as great as he played, there were still those same things that we've seen throughout the years that just define the Cowboys. In typical yep. Cowboy fashion, they've so came to that. Yellow was texting me during and after the game. You were blaming the offensive line for the most part. On the last, the last possession for sure. Like, we don't have no, t- no uh, timeouts. We just got to the delay of game. Just had the false start. You can't let the man get sacked twice back to back. My opinion, you know. And, I mean, we can't beat the team and the referees. If you ask me, it was, it was a lot. I'm just saying, we can't. Also, we, like the Lakers uh, and LeBron, they can't beat the team I, I, and I'm the I'm refs. just saying, so and the referees. It. Like, even with the, um, the, the touchdown they brought back, if, if we didn't get the touchdown, okay, that's cool. Why he didn't get the P.I.? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, in them, in them type of clutch moments, that stuff, that, that, that really matter, and it changed the dynamic of the game. Mm. So, you know, like I say, like, of course, you know, I feel like we had a good game, but we couldn't over... Come the referee, because I feel like, you know, it's a different type of environment. Like, you can't go to Philly think you can have any type of close game, mm. especially with how they referee out there. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> it's just the referee just been going crazy around the whole league. We're yeah, just going to put it like that. I'm, yep. just, I'm not going to act either. like he was just a cowboy. Uh, you right. know, I, I was always told you never leave it in the ref's hands. Exactly. You take yeah. care and yeah. business yourself, and you leave no room for error because it's – Human nature sometimes for referees is, is, is they see certain things. Things are happening on that fast, on that field so fast. They miss things. They see things that they thought they saw, but it really wasn't there. Right. They call a play like, wait a minute, that didn't even happen. And then they once they go back and they look at the film, then they realize that. But mm. the Cowboys, the way that I tried to explain it to the, the delusional Michael Irvin and Skip Bayless mm-hmm. the other day is you are going to lose the game. You are not a better football team. Yeah than the Philadelphia Eagles right now. Does it mean that you won't be later? Doesn't mean that. Just means right now, they are a better football team than you. Mm. They made plays when it mattered. You did not. You mentioned 
Dak Prescott going out of bounds and his foot Correct, yeah. not having the presence of mind to turn it up when he Correct. should have. But you think Jalen Hurts would have done that? Yeah. No. no. Jalen like Hurts would have turned it up. It just seemed like they've been having like some luck on their side. Even just remember last year when we played them in Philadelphia, it was two fumbles that they re that they recovered. We got three fumbles this yeah. time, yeah, and, and they recovered it. It's not like luck. It's not luck. That's it what just, good teams. That's the way the ball bounces. A good mm -hmm. team. Good teams happen to get lucky. Despite I, these questionable calls, they still had opportunities. Mm -hmm. Good yeah, teams did. just happen to have luck on their side. And mm -hmm. so-so teams just complain about these things. It's a game of inches. We saw the goal line stop. Even you want to talk about questionable calls on that last drive, they did get a lot of those calls, which allowed them in 45 seconds to move the ball all the way down the field. And then when it's still got When Ferguson catches the football, Skip, his knee hits the ground. But... If you have the presence of mind to know, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm short. I know I'm short. Yeah. I'm going to be in you. Scoot maker. Oh, Scoot, Scoot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Scoot maker. Yeah. You have the presence of yeah. mind to correct no, into yeah. that. That's just, I'm, you know. I'm not throwing to a rookie at that moment because th th this is make or break. I this understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, Brandon so, Cooks was wide open. All right, so you have made the case that if Dallas loses this game or this game, you better be careful because they're going to they're, they're go sideways yeah. and they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. Are you leaning there because you keep, you're even telling I, me, I, I you am, were taunting me earlier in the show about, are they going to lose to the New York Giants? Is that possible? Of course they're yeah. not going to lose to the I don't even know who the damn quarterback is of the Giants. <laughs> I don't okay, either. Daniel Jones yeah. is hurt, and so is, yeah. and so is Tyrod Taylor. Yes. I have no idea who the third okay. guy is. So, no, they're not going to lose the Giants. But there is a team coming up shortly after you play mm -hmm. the Carolina Panthers that you could, you know, look at and say, well, can Washington, Washington. can Washington beat them? No. You you hope not. I just they won't. You hope not. No, I don't even hope. I know. I know. Okay, you figure it's Thanksgiving okay. and the Cowboys usually win on Thanksgiving. Okay. You okay. figure that. But your instincts are screaming at you. They're going to miss the playoffs. But you get to the my, cliff's my edge and you won't saying, jump off. My instincts is saying, or was saying, if mm -hmm. they would have lost to the Chargers, mm -hmm. they was probably getting ready to hit a spiral because they had yeah. the Eagles next mm -hmm. in the hot Rams team that could put some pressure on them from an offensive standpoint. Y'all beat the Rams. Yay, Skip. I'm happy for you. We crushed them. Okay. What? We it's scored the 40. damn Rams. Stop. They, they got Carson Wentz at quarterback now. Stop. No, they don't. They Stop. love Willie Ball. And then right. the, 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 what is Washington in New York? The ball is the Eagles. That's what you're trying to compete with. At the end of the day. Yeah, but Washington got a, Washington got a nice little offense. They got, they, a do. Nice, they got a nice offense. They got a nice it's offense. It's a division game, so you never can just make that like a division it, it, game. I said this one that you need. This is where but everything Skip, went right. You know. But Skip just feels like. Whatever. That's no, how he feels. I, I know what will happen. We'll get after Sam Howell. We'll sack him four okay. or five times. Okay. And we'll hit yeah. him enough times okay. he'll start to flinch. Okay, so we'll you, have, you, but, just like but, we did to Matt Stafford. Okay, but then as I say, as yeah. I look at the schedule, Skip, you still have the Eagles at home. Yeah. You still have Washington on the road. You got Detroit. Mm -hmm. You got Buffalo on the road. You got Miami on the road. Yep. You're not yeah. out of the, the weeds yet. This is okay. what I keep trying to tell you okay. we and have, Michael. We are 11-0 and 0 in our last 11 home games, and we have four the next five at home with one game at Carolina in between. We're going to win five in a row. Okay, so, so can I ask wow. you a question yeah. then about these 11 and 0? Because I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. How many of those 11 and 0 teams were above 500? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. All I know I is know. we, yeah, we you beat, don't have it in front we of you. beat who showed up. Yeah, they, you beat who showed up. They walked in the door. Have you beat a team this mm -hmm. year yeah. with a winning record? It's a simple yes or no. No need know. to write anything down. I have to go down. look at them right oh, now. Oh, I got to get out of here. Huh? You, you. I have to go look. I'm not sure. 
You're not. I can give okay. you. All I know is you beat you beat the Giants. Yeah. You beat New England. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them no. are above. No. You the beat Chargers. the Rams. I know, but you're missing no, no, the point. We beat I'm them forty the to nothing and thirty-eight to three and forty to twenty-three. Did you That's see? the point. Did you see by the Chargers? Yeah. What our good friend, right. who, matter of fact, who who texted yeah. me last night, uh, mm-hmm. AP, yeah. uh, texted me last night and wanted me to say I forgot oh, to okay. tell you okay. what's up. Okay. Um, he in his debut, you see what he did to the Giants? With okay. a backup quarterback. No, I got it. He benched his starter. No, so don't tell me anything did. about the Giants. Okay. I'm going to tell you one last thing about what happened at Philadelphia. You say clearly Philadelphia is better than Dallas. I saw my offense r- ring up 14 first downs in the fourth quarter to none for Philadelphia. It was 14 first downs. I'm talking about in the fourth quarter. We were in position and in position and in position. We were close and close and close. We came within inches one time at the goal line. We had it first and five at the six-yard line with 27 seconds left, and we went backward. My point is you saw our firepower on display because we dominated the fourth quarter except on the scoreboard where we only scored one touchdown and missed on the yeah. two-point And guess what? Okay. You lost. Okay. We lost barely. Not barely. But I think you sat back at the end of the game and said, Basically, I think still Boy. getting it like the margin not too wide from the Cowboys and the Eagles. It's just I think not. It, 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 it's it's or the Cowboys one of the top six teams in the NFC. Yes, yes, they are. Are they one of the top three teams in the NFC? No, no they're, they're not. not. That's what they plan for. They're I think not. it's more cause for concern that all these things went right and they still lost the game. The Eagles going to be more can, ready. The I, Eagles I, came out an eight-minute drive. They was able to overcome that, take the lead. Cowboys did a lot of things I'm right. Just saying, still we can't beat them in the referees, man. Okay. Oh, so, the referees, beat so the reason they y'all lost, I'm saying they picking up flags. You can't do, can't that. do they, that. They looking at us. Like I say. So the ref gave Devontae Smith that touchdown? I never said that. No, that was a dot. No, I'm saying no, that was a dot. No, that was a dot. The ref made Dax Right there. That was, did, that was did, just a did, 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 did the referees give A.J. Brown a shallow cross to the end zone? Mm. Did, did that, did, was that the referees? No. Nah. Okay. But, oh, but, but, did but, the referees give Swift but the ball? It was a lot of, was a lot of holdings. And, oh. and, 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 and P.I.s and all sorts of referee, So the referee told Terrence Steele, hey, man, why don't you just whiff on this right here so nah, they nah, get nah. the sack. No, nah, no, nah, I, I ain't gonna say that. But I'm saying it gave him a cushion on a lot of things. And That's how about not recovering say. that fumble? I mean, when there was two, three Cowboys in the area. I mean, the people ain't talk, don't recover. They're not talking about that. And that the was a big play. You got the ball at the 30-yard line opposed to having to go the length of the field. Those are the plays that the great teams make. Thank you. Good teams talk about the refs and questionable. Thank you. <laughs> All Thank I know you. is my Cowboys are about to win their next five, and Philly has. How are you going to win the next five? That's five in a row because no. we, we got it. We got this. Go look at it. You can beat the Giants, and you might beat Carolina in Carolina, but then Washington? it starts to get tough again. Yeah. I mean, that's the most they had to get Philadelphia at home. I don't. Me really? personally, I don't. Would you like a dinner? Yes, on I'll that? take a dinner. Okay, on thank that. you. Done. Yes, Thank I will. We got this. Way to go, young money. I'm, I'm Good job. I might have to on that. I like yeah. Chris You're about to be deleted. <laughs> we got better spots than that out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speculation is rampant that Bill Belichick could be fired next week. We discuss next. You be hanging out with this dude too much if he's not. <laughs> the Cowboys are like that. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. I ain't having no motion. I know you ain't having no motion.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL during Sunday's game in Foxborough, TV cameras caught Jonathan Kraft saying to his father, Robert, we're just not good enough. <laughs> this is, of course, detonated speculation, starting with an analysis in the Boston Globe that if the Patriots lose to the Colts Sunday in Germany, Robert Kraft will fire Bill Belichick during the upcoming bye week and elevate Gerard Mayo to be the head coach. So, Keyshawn, you're obviously a Belichick defender. Can you see this happening? No, no, not at all. I don't look. I understand that people write what they write, they speculate what they speculate. I can almost to a T assure you, just based on the lockdown services that come out of the New England Patriots building, nobody's told anybody anything because nobody knows anything. So yeah. when you sit up and Someone is uh, uh, trying to lip read, so to speak, about what the crafts are talking about by saying we're no good. Uh, are they lying? Are they are they simply lying? I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to flex my muscles, but I've sat in that same box on multiple occasions with the Kraft family and had conversations in the box with him about different plays and different things that are happening on the field. And does that mean he's saying? Well, we're going to the Super Bowl and win it. No, they're having a conversation about the product that's on the field. They're not saying Belichick can't coach. They're not saying we're getting rid of Belichick. He just says the team isn't good right now. That's not an indictment on Belichick to the point of firing him. Now, at the end of the season, although this man just signed an extension, will they go to him or will he go to them or will they have conversation about, hey, I want to get some help from a personnel standpoint I want to bring in this person or bring in that person or reorganize my front office so that I can start to bring in those type of people. That may be the case, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're, you're totally right. They're not good enough right now. They haven't been for the last couple of years. I mean, it, it, a blind man can see it right now. But, no, they're not, they're not getting rid of Bill Belichick. Like I've said before, he has to leave on his own accord. He, they're not pushing him out that door. They literally just announced – as quietly as I've ever heard uh, uh, extension announced that they extended him before this season even started. So a team that does not waste money, does not pay a ton of guys big money, they're not going to all of a sudden stop being frugal and say, hey, we, we just paid him and we're going to pay him to leave. Like, that's not how this is going to work. They're gonna, he's going to continue to be the coach of the New England Patriots for the foreseeable future unless he, Bill Belichick, wants to either resign, retire, or coach somewhere else. Mm. Otherwise, he'll be in New England. Okay, to both of your points, how, how is it exactly breaking news that Jonathan Kraft says we're not good enough? I mean, it, it, I thought that from day one this year. I, they're, they're just not good enough. A lot of that falls on the guy who buys the groceries, yes. and that's Bill Bell. Yes. Okay, so the point is, is, is he going to get fired in the box? No, because the Krafts don't want that, so to speak, blood on their hand. They're not, even if they wanted to do that, I don't believe they would. I do think if this continues to spiral south, that after the year they're going to have a hard conversation with Bill about 
Is it time for you to walk away? Is it time for you to step down? I believe they will have that conversation because it doesn't seem to be heading in any positive direction at all. And I've said from the start, you can only go so far with Mac Jones at quarterback. So, so why would they give him an extension then? I don't uh, know. He, I, I think he leaked that. No, regardless if he leaked yeah, it okay. or not, somebody had, regardless <laughs> yeah. if he leaked it or not, somebody had to sign off on it from the okay. family. Why would they give him an extension and then look up and say, well, we want to fire him? They're not, they're not dumb businessmen. No. They're not looking to reward no, somebody they're for the shrewd. past. They're shrewd. And they're they're shrewd businessmen. And they, yeah. they don't overpay people. And what, what may happen and what may really lead to Bill Belichick lasting longer is them getting a very early draft pick, 2-1, something like that. And Bill Belichick saying, mm, I could get a quarterback that could get me over the next three, four years that I could feel good about, and which would motivate me to come back and coach New England Patriots, reinvigorate the franchise. Yep. And it would be like Coach Popovich in San Antonio landing the first pick and getting women young, and all of a sudden he's back in business and he's not so stupid anymore, right? Right. All right. Speaking of that, up next... Wimby tonight plays his first game at Madison Square Garden. Will he explode on the Knicks? Madison Square Garden. Victor Wimbanyama plays his first game in Madison Square Garden tonight. So, Keyshawn, what do you expect from him? Uh, the same he's been doing all year long, averaging about 20, uh, 8, and 2. Mm. That's what I expect. But I want to know, what, why, why is there so much hype behind the Garden? Why did you his first game at the Garden? The why did it be the first game with the, uh, against the Knicks? Mm. Why can't it be that? Because the Knicks hadn't won anything since 73, and they hadn't been in the finals since 99. Okay, but their opponents always come in and have their best games of their career at the Garden, oh, the Mecca. All right, whatever. I mean, it's a historic venue, just like Soldier Field and Lambeau and, you know, all these other places. But, yeah, I expect the same thing, Keyshawn, you know, to do what he's averaged. Uh, he's coming off a tough game that he just had, so I'm sure he's looking to rebound this yeah. game. So why don't they name it a federal historical landmark like they did the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum? Because oh. MSG is not. Oh. And New Yorkers are going to be bad at me, Skip. Because I, right. I'm just, I get so tired of MSG this, MSG that. Okay. Let me stop. But the building is more famous than the team that exactly. plays in it, right? It's a building. Okay. It's not even all that nice. All right. So Victor has shown me so far that he rises to late game occasions. I think he'll rise to this occasion tonight against a not very good Knicks team. I, I think he might go higher. I think he might get 30 and 15 that, that out may, of them. That may yeah. be the case because they don't have anything that no. can do anything with him right now. And he's on, you know, somewhat fire. Yeah. That may be the case, but he's going to at least get his average. Yeah. So you're all about the L.A. Coliseum. Is that right? I'm a Coliseum guy, yeah. man. Hosted because, two Olympics, Super Bowl, night, night, play. NC, 1959 World Vanderbilt by Forbes. Just it. I don't care. You're going to oh, wait, what? We're wow. out. We're ranked higher by Forbes than Vanderbilt.